This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Rabotai. Unfortunately, the world has been shooken up with earthquakes and people are trembling. Many, many people have died. Something very sad to see that such a, such destruction in the world. I want to speak to you about another earthquake that happened in 1960 in the city of Agadir in Morocco. And unfortunately, the uh, some of the background behind it. Before I do that, and I tell you this unbelievable uh, piece of history and information, I want to start with our seder. We're learning Rav Yitzchak Abu Chatzera's Sefer called Sha'ari Bina in Drush Zach, that means Drush Chaf Zayin. He explains uh, Shira Shirim and he also explains the Perush of the Mizmor Eshet Chayil. Eshet Chayil Mimsa Verachok Mipninim. Sheikh Batach Balev Bala Gamal Tuto Velora Kol Yemechaya. That's the Eshet Chayel that Shlomo Melech writes. We sing it every Friday night. And we sing it on Friday night as well, for Shabbat. What's interesting is that people don't know is that there's also a hint to Shabbat in the Eshet Chayel. Some say Eshet Chayel is going Kipshuto on the woman, that's the Pashtut, on the woman of valor. On a deeper level, some say it's going on Torah. And here, Rav Yitzchak Abu Chatzir is going to show us the first three Psukim. It's really talking about the Torah. And I want to tell you three details about Shabbat that we have to keep in mind every Shabbat. Number one is that somebody who honors Shabbat, you have special light that comes upon you. Special Neshama Yitera. I would remember when I would come into Yeshiva, my Rosh Yeshiva looked different on Shabbat. He had a, he had a shine. He had a shine on Shabbat. He still does. And that shine doesn't leave until Motzei Shabbat. Now, even if it leaves Motzei Shabbat, but still there's a little bit that's left until Tuesday. That's why you can do Avdal until Tuesday. Because the, the shine of the Neshama Yitera still stays there. That's detail number one. Detail number two you should know about Shabbat, that whatever you spend, Hashem is going to pay you back. Double. You're going to get double. Don't worry about buying the nicest type of fish. Don't worry about buying something, some type of sushi, whatever you like on Shabbat. It feeds special into, it feeds right into your neshama. You'll get double in return. How do we know that, by the way? What's the words, what's the words Shabbat? The letters Shin, Bet, and Taf. Shin is how much? 300. Bet is two, but two goes to twenty, goes to two hundred. So that's we can bet could also be two hundred. Then the resh, I'm not, sorry, and the ta and the taf is four hundred. So two hundred plus four hundred is six hundred. So shin, which is three hundred, can become very easily six hundred. Yeah. So that's that. That's what you have to remember. That Shabbat could always could always bring you a lot of bracha if you when you spend on it, you'll gain in return. The third thing, the Gemara Masechet Shabbat, the Kuf Yutet says, that when a person comes home on Shabbat, very important to know that he has two angels. He has the good angel and the bad angel. And if he's going to find a lit a candle 
and the bed made and the and the table set, he's going to find a clean house. The, so the good Malach says, Yehidatzon, it should be like this the next Shabbat. And that means your whole life, if you keep Shabbat properly, you'll have an angel with you from one Shabbat to the next. You'll have one angel with you from one Shabbat to the next. Says Rabbi Yitzchak that's what it means when we say Eshet Chayil. Eshet Chayil is Shabbat. Because Eshet, if you look at it, first of all, it's the Gematria Imakolel is Shabbat. And the Rashid Tevot of Eshet is Et Shabbatotai Tishvoru. Chayil is, is Gematria, you add it up 38. And the 38 with the Kolel is 39. The 39 Melachot Shabbat. So Eshet Chayil, which is Shabbat, Miyimsa. How are you going to get to that proper level to keep you're to keep the neshama yatera that it should stay with you. So eshet chayil miimsa verachok mipinim shekera. In other words, verachok mipinim michra that it is so dear, more than pearls, that it is it weighs connected all the mitzvot. Batach balev baala. In other words, if you're going to have bitachon, that whatever you spend, Hashem is going to pay you back. You're not going to be missing any money. Hashem is going to is going to is going to make sure that you're not missing any money. Or shalal means that tosefet of the neshama is is not going to be missing. You're always going to have that special neshama yitira. Gamal and if you if you actually say amen whenever the malach comes and 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 comes to you on Friday night, then he's going to be with you. The tov, the malach atov, velora. Not the bad, uh, not the bad angel. He's gonna pay you back. Gamal Tutov. The good angel is gonna keep you. Kol Yemechaya. Your whole life, the angel's gonna be with you. So that's the Eshet Chayil. It's going on Shabbat. Unfortunately, people don't realize the unbelievable gift that we have on, Sh- that we have Shabbat. And slowly, some people start slipping and they, and they don't, and they, they, they don't keep Shabbat. Some people, they just, uh, it, it, it falls to the, it falls to the side. And many times, People grew up without Shabbat. It's really not their fault. But sometimes when you have a community that grew up with Shabbat and they just flout it, there could be very dangerous consequences. So I'm going to tell you a story that happened. This is actually, I'm, I'm reading you a printed story that it was from a Rav called Rav Yehuda Shitrit, who was a student of the Baba Sali. And he became the rabbi in a coastal city in Morocco called Agadir. Agadir is a is a um, is a coastal city. It's a city that has uh, that has nice beaches, and there's a Jewish community there. Okay, it's, in the, it's down south in Morocco by the beach, so that means southwest. And in the year 1960, uh, it started becoming more of a tourist city. So all of the people that were in Morocco that were all religious, some of them started not keeping Shabbat anymore and publicly violating. Shabbat and flouting Shabbat. Rav Yudha Shitrit was the Rav there. Now the Rav means he was in charge of the Betin. He would take care of the Gitin. He would take care of the marriages. He would take care of other uh, other other communal affairs like that. He wasn't the shul. There was no such thing as a shul rabbi, right? He was paid by the government to be to take care of all of the different uh, communal issues that there was. Here he was, Rav Yehuda Shitrit. In the big synagogue, there was a special Shabbat there. This was on the 2nd of Adar, 1960. That means it was uh, March 1st, 1960. Shabbat, 
was a big event that week because they had one of the prominent members was sitting Shiva and people would come to the Beit HaKnesset to pay their respects. So Rav Yudashitrit wanted to take the advantage of this big crowd. So he printed a drasha and he says, I'm going to have to speak about Chilul Shabbat and how people started just becoming weaker in this and not really keeping Shabbat properly. So he started mentioning Chumrat on Shabbat. And not only that, he was smart. What he did was that he wrote up his whole speech and he printed it to give it out to people so that way they don't forget what he said. 1960, he says like this. And I'm reading the, the article that's written in the bulletin, Kol Sinai, that came out in 1963. Kol Sinai was a bulletin of a He used to publish his Allah Many people used to read this bulletin. And he writes like this. They write, uh, they write about Rav Yehuda Shitrit. Harav he's here, Vyartiel Adato, Lebali Kashlu Be'avon Chilul Shabbat. He warned them. Ve'efkerut Be'kashrut, and also not having, not, not having a Kashrut. Ve'golel Ifnem Chomrot Ha'onesh Allah Averot Elu. All of these Averot Elu are terrible. Ve'hizkir, if these things keep on happening, Ra'ash Bala Olam. Earthquakes could happen. Puranud Bala Olam. Decadence could happen in the world. He was very strong about this. In that in that particular instance, many people who didn't usually come to shul came, and they got really upset. How dare he speak about us in such a derogatory way? And the Rav cared about them so much that he really felt that he had to rebuke them. But he, he even said how, how what type of chumrah it is that somebody who's Michalal Shabbat can't touch somebody's wine. And they were like, what does that mean? You're equating us that, that we're, we're like non-Jews, that, that, that if we touch wine, if you're Michal Shabbat, obviously a person's Jewish, but th- there's certain statuses and certain repercussions that a person gets if, uh, if he flouts Shabbat. And since, since this person, since these people were like so shooken up, which was Rav Yehuda Shishri's desire, he had to shake them up a little bit. They got so upset, they asked the rabbi and they demanded that he writes to them in writing what were his intentions. Well, his intentions were pretty clear. He wasn't hiding anything. But they went, what are your intentions? And if you don't answer us to our satisfaction, we are sending to the city of Rabat, the capital of Morocco, a demand that you get fired from your job and your livelihood. By the way, this wasn't part of his rabbinic functions to rebuke the crowd. This is what his love of the community, he put himself at risk. What happened was, was that the Rav told them, I'm not going to uh, refrain from giving Musad and from rebuking. Rather, I'm going to keep doing my job. The Rav said, it's fine. You don't have to worry about firing me. If you don't accept my words, I will resign myself. That next day on Monday, the Rav prepared to write his resignation letter and the great earthquake of Agadir of 1960 hit the city. The Jewish quarter was decimated. Over 1,500 Jews were killed in this earthquake. There was a whole Chabad yeshiva that was uh, that was destroyed. I have a friend, he lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. His name is Jackie Seabag. He prays by Rabbi Shoshan in Avat Torah. He was at that earthquake when he was young. 
He remembers the earthquake. He remembers it shook so hard. His father, when they went back in to save two items, one item was the original cup of Nitilat Yadayim that Rav Yaakov Abu Chatzir would wash from. The Baba Sali gave him as a present. And it, to, to give his father as a present. Rav Yudashitrit was so shooken up and depressed that his community, uh, that his community, uh, was decimated. He took it very much to heart. Eventually, he wrote a letter to the Rebbe of Chabad asking him whether he should, uh, go to Eretz Yisrael. And the Rebbe answered him in Tavshin Chavbet, which is 1962. He said, you should have a tzlach in what you do. He understood it from there that he should leave. And he became the rabbi in a city of Afula in Israel. And this is the, the article that was written in 1963. He refused to talk about this. He took personal blame. He felt that, 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 um, that it was a retribution and, and he, and, and, and he, he was shook to the core. You know, earthquakes come to shake us up for a reason. They come to tell us a message that it, it, that it, it starts by different places. It could start all over. Unfortunately, we know what earthquakes are over here as well. We have to, we have to take these things to heart. And when Hashem shakes the land, the Yerushalmi and Masechet Brachot Perektet says that for certain Averot, um, uh, you know, there are earthquakes that come to the world. And this is a story about a Rav who warned this community, literally, literally the next day when they, they decided not to listen to him and kick him out instead of properly taking Musar. When a rabbi says something, he, he means it genuinely, instead of taking it personally and trying to, trying to change the, the synagogue and going to a lower level. That's what happened to many of the synagogues. This rabbi is too religious for us. Let's make a board meeting, fire him, and get a rabbi that's more modern, that'll wear shorts and shul, and that he'll, you know, he'll be cool with us and whatever else. It's not what a rabbi is there for. That's what a friend is there for. You can go play golf with him, but a rabbi's not there to play golf. A rabbi's there to give you musar. And sometimes it's not comfortable, but he's there for your good. And if a rabbi genuinely means it for the good, and you take it to heart, we'll only see good and we'll only see benefit. And that's the, the Khumrat of that's the unfortunately Chilul Shabbat. We see its repercussions and we see how, how, um, how, how things played out. And you hear that we should never hear about these things and we should only hear good. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.